Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we have a teacher who destroys an entitled parent who thinks their son deserves an A, even though he refused to study. The teacher and this Karen actually almost get into a big fight, and it's really intense, and I know you'll enjoy it, so let's go. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Carl. So anyways... Let's talk about a kid in Carl's class, who's the kid who ends up causing this whole big story to unfold. Anyways, so there's a kid in Carl's class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. So anyways, right, this kid, the spoiled kid, he kind of knew that he was set no matter what. Because the thing is, right, you know, they were in junior year, and if you don't know, junior year and senior year, grades are fairly important when it comes to the college application process. So most of the kids there were getting kind of stressed out about that whole thing. However, the spoiled kid simply couldn't care less. Basically, he knew that he was going to get a guaranteed spot at his family's company no matter what happened. So he kind of thought to himself, why would I even try? Like, why would I honestly even bother to go like above and beyond? Like, why would I try to get into a good college or just try to get into college at all? If I know that I'm going to get a guaranteed spot at like a comp at, at my dad's company, like I know my mom wants me to do it, but I just really don't think I'm going to care about school. So anyways, Carl tells me that this kid really just neglects school, honestly. Like he kind of lets it fall to the like the side, you know, he never like he doesn't never show up to class. But as the time goes on, he shows up less and less. I've said this before. Kind of a big difference from not showing up to class in college. If any of you guys are college students, just rem- think back to high school. It was a big deal in high school if you didn't show up. So this kid was like really, really going above and beyond to like show that he did not care about this class. So anyways, there was a pretty big test coming up in this class. Like there was a pretty big test. And, uh, you know, the teacher was kind of uh, being like, all right, guys, well, I just want to give you like a heads up. This test is in two weeks. I know a lot of you guys aren't going to start studying now, but I just want to let you know it's coming. It's on the horizon. Then a week later, the teacher's like, all right, guys, just, you know, test is next Friday, so you might not start, like, studying this weekend, but maybe you should because, I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's a big test. And so, so basically the teacher was preparing them that something pretty big was coming up. 
And the day before the test, the spoiled kid actually shows up to class because he doesn't like drop out of this class entirely. He still shows up every, you know, every once in a blue moon, he'll appear, right? So sure enough, he appears the day before the big test. And the teacher is writing stuff on the board of like basically exam review of what will be covered on the test, what they should expect to see tomorrow. And the spoiled kid turns over and looks at Carl and, you know, Carl looks back at the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid's like, dude, what? We have an exam? And Carl just looks at this kid and is like, yes, we do have an exam. And the kid's like, dude, what? Like, the professor didn't say anything about it. And Carl just kind of looks at this kid because, no, in fact, the professor did say something about it. The teacher had been speaking about it for the last two weeks, giving ample warning to anyone who showed up to class. The only thing was that the spoiled kid did not show up to class. So the spoiled kid's like, dude, this is such BS. They can't be pulling this on us. And Carl's kind of looking at the spoiled kid like, Bro, I don't know who you're saying when you're saying us, but I know for a fact you're not saying us, like you and me us. You're saying us like the singular you, bro. I'm not part of this. So sure enough, um, the spoiled kid, instead of studying, instead of like being like, okay, I got to pull myself together and just kind of grinding it out that night, getting whatever sleep he can, the spoiled kid thinks it is so unfair that he wasn't told about this, which... He would have been told if he did what he was supposed to do, which it was mandatory to show up to class. I guess the teacher just didn't really care in the sense that I think the teachers at this high school, Carl says like they were supposed to like inform the front office if a student doesn't show up. Like it's a big deal if kids don't show up to class, right? I think this teacher is just like, well, I mean, you're going to take an L in the grade anyways. So I, I just don't feel like going through all the paperwork. So anyways, the day of the exam happens and they walk in. And uh, Carl watches as a spoiled kid walks in. You can just tell, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but some people just walk into ex in an exam just, and you just know they're not going to do good. You just know for, like, you can just see it on their face. They're kind of, you know, they're sweating bricks, right? Sweating buckets right now. Sweating bricks. What, <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah, but anyways, you already knew that, like, they weren't going to do that well. And, uh, yeah, Carl saw this kid. He walked in. And so the teacher walked around, handed out the exams, and uh, Carl was going through it. It actually wasn't as bad as he thought, which you always love to see that, right? I had a computer science exam this morning, and I was sure that I was going to do terrible, but it just happened that everything that I studied was everything on the test. In my experience, it's always been whatever I study is never on the exam, and it's always that one thing that you're like, I don't need to cover this. That is like the main thing on the exam. But somehow it's literally the roles reversed for me this morning. I thought I was screwed and I studied certain things. And those certain things were literally it for the exam. Like I am blessed up today. Got to keep that lucky streak going. But sure enough, right, uh, you know, Carl does pretty well. And he's kind of breezing through the questions. And he looks over at the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid is kind of like leafing through the, uh, you know, he's leafing through the test. But instead of leafing, like, leafing through the test to read the questions or fill in ones quickly that you know, like a fairly good test-taking strategy is to really quickly go through your exam and fill in any bubbles that you already know how to do. That's actually what I did this morning. It, I didn't need the extra time, but it was, it's just a good practice to go about. You'll be a little bit more efficient, and you'll also be able to structure your time during that exam 
just so you can get as many questions done in the allotted time. Anyways, though, but the thing is that kid was not going through the exam, leafing through it because of that reason. This kid was frantically leafing through the exam to look for a single question that he could understand. But here's the thing, man. When you don't show up to class for weeks on end and all the material is taught in class, and I can only assume that this kid was not studying outside of class, right? I can only assume that that was the case. So yeah, sure enough, uh, this kid does not do well. Um, you know, eventually, uh, what's it say? Carl, I forgot his name. Carl gets up, finishes his exam, and he does pretty good. Yeah, so basically when you don't study for an exam and you never show up to the class, you don't do well. Carl did pretty well, but let's just say that, you know, the next couple, in a couple days, the teacher got all the quiz, not the quizzes, the tests graded and handed them back. And here's the thing. If a teacher hands a bunch, most people's tests back face up and they got little red smiley faces on them or just, they're just face up, right? And the teacher comes over to you and he just looks you in the eye and he kind of like looks away from you as he hands you your paper and your paper is upside down. And even though your paper is upside down, you can see all the red ink bleeding through the paper, all of the X's, and you just know it's bad news. So sure enough, right, the spoiled kid got his test handed back face down very quickly. The spoiled kid flips it over and is just staring at the grade. So in, pe in previous stories I've received, sometimes spoiled kids will stand up and be like, this is outrageous, like I deserve an A because, I, I don't know, I showed up. I, I don't know, but... In this case, I think the spoiled kid kind of understood that, uh, well, you know, it was kind of a consequences of his actions type situation over here. And in this story, it actually turns out it's the entitled mother slash Karen that is the true issue. So anyways, um, yeah, so the kids take their, like, their grades home or whatever, and uh, sorry, I forgot the names. Uh, Carl, you know, his mom's very proud of him whatever, right? Um, but I guess Spoil Kid's mom was not very happy because the next day in class is very, very, very interesting because, uh, you know, the Spoil Kid doesn't appear right away and that's not the interesting part because Carl's not surprised that the Spoil Kid doesn't show up to class. I mean, that, that's kind of just a, a, a usual at this point. However, the Spoil Kid did show up to class. He showed up to class a little bit late because he was not the only one to show up. An entitled mother, his entitled mother, who we're just going to call the Karen because it's shorter than entitled mother, and she is a Karen, so it's still accurate, right? The Karen, his Karen mother showed up, and she opens up the door. She's got the aviator sunglasses on. She's got the Karen haircut. Like, this is just standard Karen behavior right here. Like, this is textbook Karen. So sure enough, you know, the Karen mother is like, excuse me. We need to talk. And the teacher is like, oh, hello, Miss Adams. I don't know, say that's her name. Hello, Miss Adams. Um, would you like to discuss your son's recent score? And this is kind of awkward because this wasn't like before class or after class or when people were moving in or out. This was in the middle of the teacher, right, teaching the class. This was in the middle of people sitting down trying to pay attention. And all of a sudden... This mom bursts in and demands to speak to the teacher about her son's test results, which probably imply that he just didn't do that well. One might say, right? 
So you could, like, the thing is, Carl is really curious to see if the spoiled kid is, like, you know, what his reaction is. And there have been times in previous stories where the spoiled kid was almost, like, rooting on his own mother. It's almost as if, like, the spoiled kid brought his mother to, like, speak on his behalf and get him what he wants, right? But in this case, I think the spoiled kid was a little bit less delusional than other spoiled kids I've covered. Because this kid is just, like, he's... He's trying to shrink away. He doesn't want to be there because, man, I can only imagine how embarrassing this really is, right? With a spoiled kid, he's almost in more pain than the students, what, like, just sitting in this cringy, awkward situation. So the Karen mother is like, yes, I would like to talk about his test scores. And the teacher's like, well, can we do that after class? You know, um, I'm a little busy right here. And she's like, no, you, like, this is a number one priority. I don't care how busy you are. All that goes off the table because you need to listen to me, mister. And you could already tell, by the way, that she had this tone that it was not, it was not about to be a pleasant interaction in any way, right? It was not about to be a nice interaction for any of them. It was about to be one of those standard Karen interactions that just make you think to yourself, man, what about a world without Karens? And real quick, comment Karen down below if you made it this far. Unless you're listening on Spotify, but I think you can comment on Spotify. By the way, did you know that you can listen to these stories on Spotify too? I just enabled monetization on Spotify, so you'll actually be helping me out there as well. So I'd appreciate it if you listened on there too and gave me five stars. It's in the description. Anyways, let's get back to it. So yeah, sure enough, um, you know, the Karen mother... It starts to like, almost like stomp her feet a little bit. Like, you need to listen to me. My son tried really hard and he should get an A plus for trying. Which, uh, look, I think trying is really important. I think you should get credit for effort. However, look, you can't only get credit for effort in stuff like this. It can't always be the case that if you quote unquote try, you'll get 100%. Not for everything, man. And also, the more important thing here, even if you disagree with me on that, is that he didn't try. So the teacher tries to go on to explain, to be like, well, Miss Adams, the truth is, your son doesn't show up to class ever. Like, he showed up, like, seven times this year. He barely knew that there was a test coming up, and all the material was covered pretty in-depth in class. That's why, you know, the median score was like an 85 or something. However, your son's score, I'm sure you know what it is. And she's like, say it, say it out loud. And her son, like the spoiled kid, is like, mom, why? I think that, like, I, I, I honestly am trying to figure out, like, why the Karen wants to do that. Honestly, I think probably the Karen was all just like, I want them to know how low the score is so they think it's ridiculous too. But in fact, she's really just exposing, like, how bad her son did. So the teacher's like, yeah, your son got a 28%. And, like, the whole class just, like, was like, huh? A 28%? And look, okay, there are some classes that getting a 28% is not, like, impossible, right? But this was not one of those classes. Like, I've definitely seen, like, physics final exams where the lowest score is, like, a 2. Rest in peace, man. But I've seen that stuff happen, right? This was not one of those classes where it was even, like, feasibly possible to get a 28. But somehow the spoiled kid managed to muster himself a 28. So everyone in the class was like, dude, what? And so the Karen mom's like, oh, well, 
you should, you know that's ridiculous. And, you know, the teacher's like, I'm sorry, I followed the rubric. He just answered literally everything wrong. Like, I gave him as many points as possible, but I just couldn't help him. Like, it, like the, the answers he was giving to the questions weren't even related to anything we've ever done. Like, they just weren't even, even close. I tried. <laughs> so basically, the teacher was explaining that he actually tried. He gave, you know, the spoiled kid the benefit of the doubt with this stuff, right? He really gave the, the spoiled kid the most possible points, which honestly just embarrassed the spoiled kid more because now everyone in the class knows that not only did he get a 28, but he was, <laughs> he was generously given a 28. Like, that was the teacher looking deep into their heart to give the, the best possible score they could. So at this point, the Karen's like, this isn't the end of this. And she storms off and like drags her son behind her. So which that's like probably, I bet the spoiled kid probably would have walked out with her anyways. Because honestly, dude, just imagine, just imagine being the spoiled kid. And your mom just exposes you in front of the entire class are you really going to want to walk down a big walk of shame all the way down to your seat just to enter in probably one of the most awkward like classes of your life? I mean, it's going to be one of three classes you've taken with this professor at this point because you never show up, but I don't blame the spoiled kid for dipping. However, this does not end yet because, uh, you know, the bell rings and, uh, you know, the kids are walking off to class. And the thing is, uh, the high school that they go to is like there's multiple buildings and they're not all connected by hallways. So what Carl and one of his other friends in the class, they had another like another class together. So Carl walked out of his class and you had to walk through like or you walked by the faculty parking lot and uh, their teacher in the class with the spoiled kid that this came from had like a very distinct like red car and Carl was walking by. And he sees a very obvious big keystroke. Oh, like, you know, uh, key, like, what, what, what's it called? Like, when you key some, yeah, when you key someone's card. So basically, what that means, if you guys don't know, is you take car keys and you just like, uh, it's going to make a gross, I, I, I don't even want to think about the sound, but you basically scrape up their car and it does a lot of damage. I mean, it doesn't like total it or anything ridiculous, but it's still pretty annoying to deal with, so I... You know, I, it's not something you want to do. So sure enough, uh, you know, Carl sees this and he decides, okay, I should probably tell someone about this. Like this obviously didn't just like, this is, looks pretty intentional, maybe even a bit fresh too. So he kind of turns around and there was a teacher pretty close. So that, you know, kind of disinforms the teacher what's going on. Eventually, you know, the, uh, the, uh, whoa, who's his name? Carl's teacher comes out looks at his car, he's like, oh, like, what kid did this, whatever. And when there was, like, a bunch of faculty or whatever all out there, there, and they're trying to figure out who did it, and, you know, Carl's staying behind trying to say what he saw, that's when the Karen, no longer with the spoiled kid, I think the spoiled kid literally fled the premises. I think he just was like, dude, I can't be here anymore. I just simply can't show my face right now. I just can't do it. Uh, so sure enough, right, uh, the Karen walks out and she has her hands on her hips and in one of her hands is kind of dangling and she kind of kind of like flicks it around a little bit. So it makes a little like a, I don't know, dingling noise, like a little chain type sound. It was a pair of car keys, 
with a nice little coating of fresh paint on the end of it. And she's like, well, 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 look how karma strikes. And one of the administrators, not even the teacher whose car it was, was like, ma'am, did you do this? And she's like, well, 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 I might have. But just so you know, if I did, wink, wink, like, it's totally justified. And they're like, ma'am, you do know that, like, all areas of the school are under, like, they're under, uh, like, camera supervision. They're, uh, like, they're all recorded at all times. Like, if you really did just commit a crime like that, we have that on camera. And this is when she's like, well, well, you should have known the context. You don't understand. This teacher over here decided to fail my son, decided to fail my son because he hates, he's elitist. He hates the fact that, you know, his student comes from a rich background. And at this point, everyone was just like, dude, what? Like, it was just so confusing. I think that Karen's brain was malfunctioning a little bit more than normal. Because I think that Karen just didn't expect that she was about to get caught, like, committing a crime, right? Because, like, the whole fact that the whole place was, like, under, like, was recorded was, I guess the Karen didn't see that coming. So she tried to come up with, like, a, I don't know, a knee-jerk, like, reaction. Like, uh, you're, yeah, you hate my son because he's rich. It's like, dude, no, it's, first of all, doesn't hate him. Second of all. He got a bad score because he didn't show up or try. Like, how hard is it for you to understand, Miss Karen? However, the Karen doesn't end there. Because Karen's one thing that you'll learn. Karen's hate being defeated. That's one of the worst possible things that can happen. Karen simply can't accept defeat. That's one thing you'll learn. So the Karen starts huffing and puffing. And starts walking up to the teacher like, You, you, change my son's grade right now. Do it, do it. And she starts like walking up to the teacher and the teacher's just looking at her like, what? Huh? Like, dude, what? And yeah, and so sure enough, he's like, blah, 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 blah. you you better change my son's grade right now. I'm giving you to a count of seven. Which like, first of all, bro, countdowns, countdowns stopped working when you are, when you, when you're older than five, the countdowns stop working. Yes, if like some mom says to her son, well, you better stop doing that. I'm going to give you a count of three. You know, the son's like, oh my God, like the world must end if, I, if the countdown goes. But after the age of five, you know, countdowns don't work that well. Also, a countdown of seven? Bro, what's Like, why? It's, it's unnaturally long. It's like seven, six. It's like, we got the point when you said six, dude. Like, okay, chill out. So the Karen is just like yelling numbers at this teacher. Carl's is standing there really awkwardly just thinking like, kind of turns to his friends like, dude, do we go? Like, do we still have to be here? It, are we at, like, risk of, like, I don't know, like, a Karen attack malfunction comes and hits us in the face by accident? Like, I really don't know at this point. So sure enough, uh, you know, they're just standing there. And that's when the Karen, I think, just realizes that she lost the argument. Which I told you guys earlier, Karens can't concede losses. So the Karen's like, no! I don't concede, like, like, you won't pay for it. And she, like, dude, she's, like, I, I, I don't know if she got, like, possessed by a football player. She goes in for the slide tackle, and let me just say that, no offense, but the Karen's low-key built like a train. So, like, the teacher was also, like, kind of a small, skinny guy in his 30s. Like, this teacher would have absolutely destroyed, or not this teacher, this, uh, this, this Karen would have absolutely wrecked him. However... 
Uh, the Karen, when she was running it, I don't know why she was running in, dude. Don't ask me. This is just Karen behavior. The Karen was running in full steam ahead, charging towards him. However, she misses, trips in the dirt, and literally, there's like a, there's like a little hill, dude. She trips and rolls down the hill. And everyone's just standing there, looking at her. She's like, not, she's not even like, like, she's not even done at the bottom of the hill, dude. She's thrashing her fists, screaming, doing very typical Karen activities. And uh, at that point, at that point, that's when Carl decided that uh, he's seen enough and that's enough for him. And that was his cue to leave. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we get a story of a spoiled brat that ends up punching the teacher over the fact that the teacher said that TikTok was bad. And this spoiled brat was like famous, quote unquote, on TikTok. So he was like, oh, my God, you can't speak poorly about TikTok. Take this in the face. But uh, yeah, it ends really, f uh, I'm not going to say it ends poorly because it ends pretty satisfyingly. The spoiled brat does get karma. Don't worry about it. So yeah, I think you'll enjoy this story. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Gavin. So anyways, Gavin had this kid in his class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid had 5,000 followers on TikTok. And I don't want to say anything bad about 5,000 followers on TikTok because I know that when I hit 100 subscribers on YouTube after about like two years of doing it, I was super excited back in 2016, right? So I'm, not, I'm definitely not shaming you or anything if you think that a couple hundred followers is big or a couple thousand is big. Honestly, I don't even think that like my number of subscribers is big in like the, the big scheme of things. But this kid really let the 5,000 TikTok followers go to his head. And it's totally cool to be proud about having like a handful of followers or whatever, but definitely don't let it go to your head. Even if you're freaking PewDiePie, don't let it go to your head, right? So he posted like clips of like him playing Fortnite or something. And he kind of uh, like, he, he it, it became like, his personality, right? The fact that he had 5,000 followers on TikTok. But he also made it like a, an excuse for him to not do anything he didn't want to. For example, actually, where the story starts is Gavin, another kid, and the spoiled brat were all put in the same uh, group, right? It was a group project in this class. And, uh, you know, the group project was supposed to be divided up fairly evenly between all the kids. And uh, it was it, that was supposed to be done uh, via the group. Like the group was supposed to uh, was supposed to divide up all the stuff. It wasn't like the teacher said you get to do a third, you do this third, and you do this third. It was kind of just implied that all the kids were gonna do an equal third. But turns out, right, you know, Gavin was telling them like, "Hey, man, like I'm not gonna do anything because." I have much bigger things to do. And they're all sitting at the table, or not Gavin, the spoiled kid. And like, they're all sitting at the table and Gavin kind of looks at the spoiled kid. He's like, bro, what are you talking about? You're not going to do your work. Like, of course you're going to do your one third of the work. Like, it's not that, like, it's really not that deep. Just do your work, bro. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand, man. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta grind on my TikTok, bro. Like, I'm blown up with these Fortnite clips. I have 5,000 followers on TikTok. What do you have on TikTok? 20 followers? That's what I thought. Shut up. Sit down, kid. I'm better than you. Take this L. I'm not doing anything. So at this point, Gavin and the other guy are pretty upset at the spoiled kid because they're like, bro... You really can't be saying like, oh, I need to spend all my time posting Fortnite clips. This guy posted like one or two Fortnite clips a day on TikTok, which, 
You do not need to spend 17 hours out of your day to post two clips of you smacking kids in Fortnite, bro. Like, it's really not that difficult. And it's also not that deep. And it really should not take you that much time. And these weren't, like, hyper-edited clips or anything that might genuinely take hours and hours for, like, 10 seconds. These are just, like, clips. And the thing is, the majority of the clips got, like, 10 views on his TikTok account. It's just one of them went, like, super viral and got, like, 2 million views. So he gained 5,000 followers really quick. Quickly. So it's not like this kid had a consistent audience that would come in every single day. It would be like 50 views, 20 views, 500 views, 10 views. But bro had 5,000 followers, so it went to his head and he was like, I gotta grind my TikTok, man. This is my future, not school. And Gavin was kind of thinking to himself, or he said this out loud, actually. He's like, bro, I get it. You don't think this is your future, but also, my I don't want my future to be doing all your work because you don't think this is your future. That's not what I want my future to be. So Gavin and his friend, basically, or the other guy he was with, basically said, hey, spoiled kid, you need to do X. Like, they kind of lay out what he needs to do. Like, you need to do it or, like, I don't know. There, it, it's, there's going to be consequences, right? He doesn't specify what. He's like, dude, just do it. And the spoiled kid's like, fine, whatever. I'll just do it. The spoiled kid does not end up doing that part of the presentation, right? He's too busy smacking kids on Fortnite and posting them for 10 people to watch, right, on TikTok. And uh, Gavin, his friend, are pretty annoyed about this, so they meet up last minute and they realize, like, the spoiled kid has done none of his presentation, we just gotta do this really quickly. So they quickly do the last bit of the presentation, or I should say group project, because they didn't present it. The last bit of the group project just by themselves, and they got like a B on it, which is fine, but they definitely probably would have gotten an A if the spoiled kid did his part of the presentation and Gavin and his friend didn't have to do it last minute, but whatever, right? So that bit of the story is low-key just context to the spoiled kid, because when things really get intense, when things really get crazy, is right now. Because today they came into class, and this was a couple days after the group project, so Gavin and his friend are still pretty upset about the fact that the spoiled kid basically decided to dip on them and just, like, not do any of the work. They were pretty upset about that. But anyways, they're in class, and the teacher decides that, you know, he's going to have a very different type of presentation today. A very different type of, like, of, of school day, right? So normally, I, I think they're, this is, like, a history class or English class or something like that. But today, the teacher, I think he read, like, some article about how bad, how bad TikTok was, and it inspired him that he was going to do an entire class segment just on how bad TikTok was. So they walk into class, and, you know, the spoiled kid sits down, Gavin sits down, everyone else in the class sits down, and the teacher starts to go on and say, so you guys might have this app called TikTok on your phone. I just want to say I need all of you guys to uninstall it right now. Which, first of all, I agree, TikTok is pretty sus. And the algorithms are definitely pretty malicious, in my opinion. And they definitely are just not... It's probably not good for you to be on TikTok too long. I've deleted that app like seven times. It's so easy to quit. I've quit ten times. Ha ha ha, right? Uh, but yeah, no, this... But it's a little bit of a... In my opinion, it's a little bit of like an... A step uh, like stepping over the boundaries for the teacher to say oh take out your phones right now and delete tiktok so like i don't think any kids actually did that but like they they the kids took this as an opportunity uh, opportunity to go on like in their instagram or their snapchat for like a minute as to pretend that they're uninstalling tiktok and then after they're all on their phones for a minute pretending to uninstall tiktok the teacher goes on to say well now you guys are probably wondering why i asked you to delete an app on your phone well, today's presentation will show you why. So the teacher goes on to show all these slides and whatever. He's like, oh, like, there's, like, the government spying on you. 
the algorithm is like making you like addicted and depressed or something like that. Which, yeah, I will say that I found, like, the TikTok algorithm leaves me feeling kind of bad after I'm done watching TikTok for, like, 20 minutes. And I just have not found that same thing with the YouTube or any other social media. Eh, other social media, maybe. But, like, I feel like YouTube, when I'm done watching a bunch of YouTube videos, I actually, like, feel a little better or the same. Uh, but for some reason, when I've, I'm done watching TikTok videos, I just feel drained and bad. So I, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe that's not a universal thing. That's just an experience. But anyways, he's, he's talking about how TikTok is bad, how TikTok's addictive, how TikTok is like the worst or whatever. And the spoiled kid, whose entire personality is the fact that he has 5,000 followers on TikTok, wasn't that big of a fan that this teacher was saying all this. In fact, he was big angry. He was big mad, right? The teacher was not happy, or the spoiled kid was not happy at all about this. So, you know, in the middle of this presentation, the spoiled kid literally stands up and like, at this point, Gavin kind of looks over because he sees the kid in his peripheral vision stand up quickly. And he looks over. This kid is, sta is standing straight up. And, uh, you know, Gavin's like, bro, what is this kid about to do? Like, this is kind of weird. And the spoiled kid goes in and be like, you're wrong. Just saying like, you're wrong in the middle of everything. So the teacher is in the middle of his presentation and he kind of like looks up and looks around and he sees Gavin like standing behind, like standing up and saying, you're wrong, right? So he's like, oh, like, what? Like, like, what are you saying, Gavin? Like, first of all, like, don't interrupt me like that, but, like, what are you saying? And Gavin's like, TikTok is not bad for you. How could it be bad for you when I have 5,000 followers on there? Bro didn't even give a solid argument back. He literally just said, I have, he, he just wanted an opportunity to flex on everybody. He's like, how could TikTok be bad if I have 5,000 followers? Like, bro just wanted an opportunity to say, I have 5,000 followers, I swear. But anyways, the teacher goes on to say that, like, ah, no, I've read all these studies. Like, they keep you addicted on the site. The site is not good for you. Like, sure, it can be fun in moderation, but, like, most of you guys are definitely not on TikTok in moderation. Yeah, it was definitely kind of a boomer-y, like, presentation. I'm not going to lie. However... He still kind of has a point. I think it's a little bit weird for the teacher to be like, you shouldn't be on TikTok, and here's why. But at the same time, like, I don't know, he's still kind of got a point. Like, it's not like the presentation's actually going to make any of these kids not go on TikTok. But it's also not super harmful. And the spoiled kid is taking it very, very, very seriously and personally. So, you know, the spoiled kid is like, you know, I think TikTok is great, and you're full of rubbish. Like, I'm not addicted at all. I'm not addicted, not even the slightest. So when he hear when Gavin hears this, he's like, oh yeah, of course. The kid who says he can't, you know, he can't even do our classwork, right? He can't do the homework, right? He can't help out the group because he's too busy doing his like TikTok clips. Yeah, this kid is definitely not addicted, right? Oh, 100%. No, he can definitely go without it. Uh, sarcasm, by the way. And uh, so the teacher goes on to say, okay, well, I got a challenge for you. And this challenge should be super easy for anyone who's not addicted, right? Go 24 hours without going on TikTok. And the spoiled kid, I, I would have thought that the spoiled kid would have been like, no, I need to make more content, right? But I think the spoiled kid was really just trying to own the teacher super hard. And the spoiled kid would probably go home and go on TikTok anyways when he gets back. So he just says, challenge accepted. I'm going to show you that I'm not addicted at all and I'm going to own you. And, you know, the teacher's like, okay. So spoiled kid sits back down. Teacher just goes back to their presentation. And the spoiled kid is sitting there all smugly. Like he's sitting there with this smug little grin on his face. 
But literally, and I mean literally, two minutes, like 120 seconds. I don't mean like, ah, a little while later. I mean two minutes. Two minutes, right? Gavin looks over, and he sees the spoiled kid is on his phone. But the spoiled kid is not just on his phone. The spoiled kid is watching TikToks, bro. Like, the spoiled kid is watching TikTok videos. Like, this kid is straight up 100% addicted to TikTok, bro, because he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to prove you wrong, Mr. Teacher. I'm not going to go on TikTok for a whole 24 hours. And literally two minutes after he says that, he's on TikTok in class, watching it, like, not at, like, no volume. He's not just, he just doesn't have the caption. He also has the volume up a little bit. Yeah, and that's when the teacher notices that the spoiled kid is on TikTok. If you made it this far into the video, uh, comment spoiled down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. I know it's not very secret. You guys can sometimes guess it, but I'm not trying to make these words too difficult, right? Or too obscure. And if you want to farm some hearts and try and become like top commenter or something cool, comment uh, uh, spoiled down below because I'll try and heart as many of those comments as possible. Also, if you want to support the channel, the best way you can do so is just by watching old videos in a really easy, after this one, of course, don't click off this video, but a very easy way to do that is to watch my storytime playlist. It has all my stories, and I linked in the pinned comment down below. So if you decide to support the channel by watching old videos, maybe via the playlist, let me know in the comment section down below if you're doing that, just so I can say thank you to you guys for supporting the channel, as I really, really do appreciate it. Anyways, let's get back to the story. So just a little recap. The teacher says the TikTok is bad. The spoiled kid says TikTok is not bad and that he is not addicted. The teacher then challenges the spoiled kid to not be on TikTok for 24 hours. That wouldn't be super hard for someone who isn't mega addicted to TikTok. And, you know, the spoiled kid smugly accepts the challenge. And within, literally, like, two minutes, spoiled kid is back on TikTok, kind of proving the point of the teacher. And that's when the teacher sees that the spoiled kid is on his phone and sees that he's on TikTok. So the teacher literally stops his presentation. So the teacher was in the middle of a presentation talking about how TikTok is bad or whatever. And he just stops it. But the thing is, right, the spoiled kid does not even realize that the teacher has stopped his presentation because the spoiled kid is watching a TikTok video of, like, funny Fortnite moments number 7,426, right? And the teacher walks up to the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid at this point is so, like, just... <laughs> he's just so deeply involved or is focused on his TikTok videos, the funny TikTok video he was watching or whatever, that he doesn't even realize that the teacher is standing right above him, looking down. And the teacher did have, like, a bit of a smile on his face. Like, the teacher probably was definitely gloating a little bit because he did... <laughs> I mean, bro, when this kid rudely interrupts your presentation and you challenge him that, oh, you can't be on, like, you can't go without a day without TikTok and he, like, proves your point in class two minutes later, it's like you seriously couldn't ask for anything better to prove your point. So after a second, this spoiled kid starts to, like, realize, like, he just, like, gets a sense that someone's looking at him. He looks up, he sees the teacher, he quickly turns off his phone and puts it in his pocket. And the teacher's like, so you couldn't even go two minutes, man. And the spoiled kid's like, that wasn't TikTok. And the teacher's like, are you sure? It sure looked like TikTok. And the thing was, Gavin saw it, and it was 100% TikTok. He saw the likes. He saw the scrolling. It was the videos. It was exactly 100% TikTok, right? And the kid's like, dude, no, it was my photo app. And the, the teacher's like, seriously? You were just looking at your photos? 
That explains why you were watching a video and you left a like on it and then scrolled to the next TikTok. And the kid's like, it doesn't matter. I'm still not addicted, bro. And like at this point, the teacher's like, okay, well, you did disprove my point like that. You couldn't even go two minutes without going on it, right? Like, and you also said that you wouldn't go on for 24 hours to prove your point. So I kind of feel like I disproved my point and you kind of just like conceded here. The spoiled kid did not like hearing this at all. He was not happy about this. He's like, it doesn't mean anything. In fact, it just means that it's really good. That's why I keep going back. And you know what? Do you have 5,000 followers on TikTok? I didn't think so. And the teacher was like, you know, like, that's cool that you have a thing going on there. I'm just saying the app itself isn't good. And the spoiled kid's like, I think you're just jealous of my 5,000 followers on TikTok. And the teacher's like, I like, you know, uh, like congrats on that, but I'm also just not jealous because I don't go on TikTok and I also wouldn't really care. And since I don't go on TikTok, why would I care about having some followers on there? Like that really doesn't make a lot of sense, but still congrats for you, but also the app is bad. And the spoiled kid was starting to get really angry and the spoiled kid starts to threaten getting lawyers involved. I know that sounds like a pretty big logical leap, but the spoiled kid was getting so mad because he was he was low-key getting owned in this conversation. I mean, when you say that, oh, I'm not going to go on TikTok for 24 hours, and then like two minutes later, you're on TikTok, right? And the teacher calls him out on it. He's like, so at this point, the spoiled kid's like, if you don't stop talking bad about TikTok, my employer, I'm going to get lawyers involved, and they're going to sue your butt off. And the teacher kind of looks at him and is just, like, super confused. He's like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And the spoiled kid's like, it does make sense. And the teacher walks closer to him to kind of, like, continue the conversation. He's like, I'm just saying that, like, TikTok isn't good and it's keeping you addicted. And the spoiled kid's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And the spoiled kid, like, raises his fist, clocks it back, and then whoosh, swings on the teacher, makes connection with his face, boom! Or, like, I, sh I should get Boom. Ow. Okay, that kind of hurt, bro. But I, I had to do it for the YouTube video. I had to do it for you guys. Make sure to drop a like in the video for the pain I just went through. But anyways, right, um, so he makes contact with the teacher's face. And the thing is, right, you know, I don't think, I don't think the spoiled kid was like some crazy martial artist that's actually super good at this or something. Or I, I, I don't know, like he's some, I see some god at like fighting people. I think he just accidentally swung and got a really clean hit because the teacher literally fly, he, okay, he doesn't fly back, but he like falls backwards onto the ground. And at this point, the spoiled kid literally reaches in for another punch. Bro wasn't even doing one punch, he was doing multiple punch. And bro was really fighting the teacher to defend the honor, <laughs> to defend the honor of Fortnite? Or not, not Fortnite, of TikTok? TikTok isn't your mom, bro, lay off this guy, jeez. But anyways, right, so all the kids start to, like, a bunch of kids rush up and they pull the TikTok guy back or the spoiled kid back and some other people go over to the teacher to make sure he's okay. So the spoiled kid didn't knock out the teacher. He didn't, like, fully, like, get him, like, or he actually might have knocked him out briefly, but he did knock the teacher down on the ground. The teacher gets up. He's like, like, what did, did what I think just happened happen? And Gavin, because Gavin went over to the teacher to make sure he's okay. A bunch of other kids made sure the TikTok kid didn't swing again, or the spoiled kid didn't swing again. And, you know, the, the, Gavin's like, I, like, I barely believe it too, sir, but you're right. Like, what? Like, you did just get swung on, right? And at this point, the, the teacher's like, I, 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 I can't believe that. 
I can't believe that. Yeah, so the teacher is kind of just in complete shock and disbelief. Honestly, Gavin is, is kind of shocked too because it escalated really quickly. Like in the beginning, like this Boyle kid was definitely speaking out of line and definitely uh, being a little bit aggressive, but it escalated quickly to I'm going to sue you and then literally getting punched in the face, which is pretty ridiculous. But the teacher, once he kind of regained his senses and he wasn't as shocked, because like for a good minute, he like barely said anything, the teacher did, because he was just so flabbergasted by what happened. Because you don't expect your, your kid, like a kid in your class to punch you in the face because you said, oh, big corporation bad. <laughs> it's not like his dad's a CEO of TikTok or something, or it's not like he's birthed from TikTok's algorithm. His mother is not the algorithm of TikTok, bro. Like, come on, chill out. So eventually the teacher gets it together and is like, like, do you know what you just did? And like, looks at the spoiled kid. And you can tell right away that the spoiled kid is already regretting his actions. He's shying back. He's starting to like sweat a little bit. He looks super nervous, right? He definitely knows that he messed up big. And the spoiled kid's like, uh, it was an accident. I fell into you. And the teacher's like, that's not, like, the teacher's like, that's not true. That's not true at all. And, you know, the spoiled kid looks to everyone in the class and is like, guys, back me up. And the thing was, the spoiled kid has been acting super arrogant about his 5,000 followers on TikTok. And one thing's for sure was that Gavin and the guy, the other guy in the group with him and, uh, you know, the spoiled kid, uh, Gavin and that guy were definitely not going to back the spoiled kid up because they already, like, they already saved him for not doing any work, which Gavin doesn't even know why they did. They honestly should have ratted him out, but they just didn't feel like doing all that, right? They're like, nah, that's just not worth it. But yeah, they're definitely not coming to his his defense a second time. They're not backing him up again. And basically, everyone else in the class had felt slighted in one way or another by the by the spoiled kid and his like obsession with like, oh my god, I got five thousand followers. That's why I'm a jerk to you. Oh my god, guys, I have five thousand followers. That's why I'm ignoring you. Oh my god, guys, I have five thousand followers on TikTok. That's why, like, I'm not, like, I'm being such a jerk to you or whatever, right? So no one in the class really liked this kid or came to his defense at all. And, uh, yeah, so the kid is kind of looking around very frantically, trying to find someone who's going to defend him. But everyone, first of all, no one's going to lie just to defend the spoiled kid. And also, the truth was the spoiled kid was the one who punched the teacher in the face. That's just reality. That's just what happened, bro. Like, that's just how it went down. Like, there's nothing you can really do about it. That's just how it went down. And the teacher knows what happens, too. So they're not going to be able to convince the teacher otherwise. So the teacher walks up to the spoiled kid, grabs him by the scruff of his collar, and is like, you are coming with me. So the rest of this is kind of like not from Gavin's perspective, because obviously Gavin did not go to the front office with them. However, Gavin heard news from like other people from like, I I don't know, like word got out pretty quickly. And this is just what Gavin heard. So I'm going to fill it in as if Gavin was like watching this from like, as if he was a fly on the wall. So the teacher's like dragging the spoiled kid down the hallway, right? And the spoiled kid's like, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything. And the teacher's like, you're not gonna convince me otherwise. I know what I saw, like, and everyone else in that classroom can back me up. And the teacher had these little, had this like bruising. Like his teacher, the teacher's face was already bruising on one of the cheekbones. Like there was already evidence on this teacher's cheek, as well as like, 20, 25, 30, I was going to say 50, but I think it's a little smaller, like 30 kids that are eyewitness accounts too. 
So the spoiled kid knows he's screwed at this point. They go to the front office, and, you know, after a bit of questioning, I guess, like, the, the, the principal or whoever is the one who's, like, sitting there with the spoiled kid and the teacher is just kind of like, why? Like, this, the, the, the principal just doesn't understand why the spoiled kid did it. And the spoiled kid's like, he was making fun of my, like, passion. And the teacher goes on to say, I was doing a presentation about why TikTok's algorithm is, like, dangerous. And he's like, no, he wasn't. He was saying that I was stupid. And the teacher's like, no. And I have, like, a bunch of kids in class that can say, that can attest that, like, I wasn't saying that. And the principal even says, even if the teacher was saying that you were stupid, which he shouldn't have done, but it doesn't look like he did, let's say he did, that still doesn't give you the right to punch him in the face. Like, that's a very serious, you know, offense or whatever, right? So the spoiled kid kind of just takes the L. And while this might be shocking to some people, if you hit the teacher, you will get in trouble. And uh, yeah, the kid got like an entire week of in-school suspension, which is like, you know, normally when you're suspended and you go home, maybe your parents can be super strict, but maybe you can get away with just playing video games the whole time. No, with in-school suspension, you literally have to sit there in school doing nothing or maybe having to do your homework for like an entire week. So yeah, the uh, spoiled kid was also not able to post TikTok videos. They found his account and they basically said, if you post your in-school suspension will double or something, which is like, dang, they kind of ruined his TikTok career. That was kind of sarcastic. The TikTok career part. Bro got like 10 views per video, man. I, th I think he can take a break. But yeah, moral of the story is don't punch your teacher over TikTok. From a teacher exposing a spoiled brat in front of his crush to a rich kid getting a good life lesson from the teacher, these are some stories of teachers humiliating spoiled rich kids. And one of these spoiled rich kids actually threatened the teacher and it got super intense. So there's a rich kid in the subscribers class, and just because you're rich doesn't mean that you're a bad person or the people don't like you, but this kid was obnoxious. This kid was annoying. And anyways, this story all started one day when this kid was in class and he was telling a little story about what happened that weekend before. So basically, the kid was in class and he was just all like, hey guys, like, it was my birthday recently and I received a new car. And everyone, remember, this is like, I don't know, a sophomore year of high school. So barely anyone had a car. And especially if they were going to have a car, it wouldn't be a car like the spoiled rich kid was going to have. We also know that the spoiled rich kid's car would look like this and not like any other car that any of us would receive. But anyways, the story isn't just the fact that the spoiled rich kid received a super expensive fancy car for his birthday, even though that's really crazy. The story that the spoiled kid was telling the entire class was he said, hey man, like, I got this car, it was super expensive, and guess what, guys, like, you won't even believe it, but I was like, you know what, dad, this car isn't expensive enough for me. So I got in the car, I hopped in my whip, I drove down the street, and I intentionally totaled the car. The entire class is just completely shocked at this point. They're completely just... To, the, the class, the teacher, and everybody is looking at the spoiled rich kid to see if he's just joking, to see if he's, you know, just clowning around. But the spoiled rich kid had an extremely serious expression on his face. And that's when people realized this kid wasn't joking. This kid wasn't messing around. The spoiled rich kid actually crashed his super expensive Lambo, Tesla, whatever type car, just because it wasn't expensive enough. He wanted the Bugatti, man. He wanted to be top G. 
So at this point, the teacher was having enough of this kid. Because if you guys didn't realize, the teacher was listening in on the entire story. The teacher heard all of it. So the teacher actually breaks kind of like budges into the conversation because this was a conversation between the spoiled kid and his classmates. But the teacher decides that it's time for them to jump into this. And the teacher goes in and basically says to the spoiled kid in front of everyone, humiliating him in front of the entire class, the teacher tells him that, you know, he needs to be more respectful of, you know, what his parents give him. He needs to understand that it's his parents' like gift to him. It's not like anything he's worked for. And then he needs to understand that money doesn't grow on trees. You guys might be thinking that, you know, the spoiled kid is having a massive temper tantrum right now. He's having a meltdown. He just got owned by the teacher. No, the spoiled kid decides to fight back. So the spoiled kid looks at the teacher and is like, you're just jealous that you don't have my Lambo supercar. And the teacher looks back at him and says, you know what? Maybe I'm a little jealous. The whole class kind of goes shocked for a second because the teacher just admitted maybe that they were a little bit jealous, but the teacher wasn't admitting defeat here. The teacher says, maybe I am a little bit jealous, but you know what I'm not? You know what I'm not jealous of? You. Because I know for a fact that you're not a happy individual. I know for a fact that you're not a content individual because you did not work for the things that you have. You did not work for the spoils of your labor, you, the fruits of your labor. You did not collect the spoils from anything that you did. You just exist, therefore you receive. And bro, the kid and the spoil kid in front of the entire class, just, you know, he almost has this like epiphany that the teacher, what the teacher is saying is actually correct. It's like the spoiled kid realized that everything in his entire life had just been given to him because he was in a rich family, not because he deserved it. And at that point, the spoiled kid gets up and is like, I, I need to go to the bathroom and runs out of the class. So let me know in the comment section down below if you think that the spoiled kid, you know, that the teacher went too hard on the spoiled kid here, or if he basically got what he deserved. The spoiled kid in this story might have been pretty spoiled, but at least this spoiled brat wasn't as bad as this one. So this all happened one day in class, and there was a spoiled rich kid, and this kid didn't just come from a very standard rich kid family. Like, there's definitely a rich kid you know who his parents maybe make, you know, maybe top 5%, maybe top 10%. So they were definitely, like, rich kid parents, maybe a successful lawyer, banker, whatever. This kid was, like, the rich kid if he was in a group of rich kids, right? This kid had money, his parents made money out of their butts, bro. It legitimately grew on trees for them. I don't know what their parents did. I have no idea, but they were like superstars at whatever they did. And the thing, the thing is, the fact that his parents made that much money unfortunately went straight to this kid's head and it gave him a pretty inflated ego. And this all started one day in class it was the very last day before summer vacation, right? It was the last day of class in eighth grade. They were going to be graduating on to high school. They were about to go to summer for summer vacation. Vibes were really good in the school. Things were seeming really nice. However, the spoiled kid just had to be the one to mess it up. So the teacher decided just for a fun last day activity because the teacher really had nothing else planned as it was the last day of school. It's not like she can be like, okay, now we're going to learn calculus in the next 30 minutes. I know you guys can do it. 
No, so she just decided that she was going to have a kind of a nothing, not a nothing activity, but a very light, easy, fun activity. So she decided that she was going to go around and ask everyone in the class what they did, what they were going to do over the summer, what their plans were, and if they didn't have that many plans, what they wanted to do. Very nice, easy activity. It made a lot of sense because they didn't need to really focus in on anything else hard right now. So sure, might as well go for it. So sure enough, the teacher says, all right, class, so I'm going to ask you guys to go around by one, one by one and say what you're doing over the summer. So Jimmy over here says that, you know, he's going to be working at the ice cream shop. And uh, Sally over there says she's going to be going to sleepaway camp, a sleepaway camp she's been going to for her entire life. But eventually you get to the spoiled kid. Yep, the spoiled kid. Play ominous music. You already know this is going downhill. So sure enough, right, the spoiled kid goes on a... 10-minute tirade, and remember, people had been answering this question in the span of, like, 30 seconds to two minutes at a maximum. This kid goes on for 10 whole minutes, detailing every detail of his super expensive, exquisite, uh, it, super, it, it, super intense vacation that no one has ever heard of. Basically, this kid was saying, well, first of all, I'm going to go to the south of France, and then I'm going to go to Monaco, and then I'm going to go to Germany, and then I'm going to, and just going to list off every European country. And he also, also, don't get it wrong, right? The, the kid makes sure to let you know every location he's going to, every hotel he's going to, every fun event he has planned. And then he also says how much each of these events costs. I'm not even kidding you. This kid legitimately is telling everyone, oh, this cost, this is going to cost me, cost me, okay, bro, I know who you're talking about, you mean your parents, this is going to cost us, aka his parents, X number of dollars per night. This, and by the end of it, right, he's basically totaled like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for a vacation, bro, that's crazy. And he's just like, by the end of it, 10 minutes, remember, 10 whole minutes go by, and that's when the spoiled kid is done talking about all the crazy things. He's, oh, I'm going to spend all this money, uh, whatever, right? I'm going to go on the craziest vacation ever. And uh, first of all, by the end of it, half the class is just shocked by how much money he's spending. The other class doesn't even know how much money he's spending because they were so bored two minutes into it that they literally fell asleep. So you guys might be thinking, okay, well, that's pretty bad, Connor. And that's definitely more spoiled than the last guy, but it can't be getting more spoiled. No, you're incorrect. The spoiled kid gets even more spoiled. I'm not even kidding. Because here's the thing. If the spoiled kid was just going on and on about how crazy of a vacation he was going to have, maybe I'd give him a pass. But I know for a fact I'm not giving him a pass for what he's about to say. So eventually he finishes after about 10 minutes about talking about this super crazy, this vacation is going to go on. And the teacher's like, okay, spoiled kid, thanks for sharing, I guess. And then, you know, the teacher's like, all right, you know, Gerald or whoever's next to him, it's time for you to go. So Gerald starts talking about what he's going to do on vacation. And it's nothing too extravagant. I mean, not even just compared to what the spoiled kid is doing. He's mostly just going to stay home, spend time with family, maybe get a summer job, walk his dog. Really just a very nice, relaxing, normal person summer. And the spoiled kid turns over to someone next to him and whispers, this, is this what poor people do over the summer? And this kid, the spoiled kid, intentionally whispered it extremely loud. You know those people, when they whisper, 
they like they t- they talk in the hushed voice like this, but they say it really loud. That's basically what the spoiled kid did here. So very clearly, he wanted people to hear that he was pretending to whisper that, you know, he thought that this is what poor people did. I don't know why, but he wanted that. He just wanted people to know he was a jerk, I guess. Bro, don't ask me. I'm not the spoiled kid here. But the thing is, the teacher heard this, and the teacher was already kind of, I don't know. I don't know if the teacher was annoyed or just thought it was not the right place for the spoiled kid to talk about his vacation in the way that he did. So he already wasn't really liking the spoiled kid at this point. And that, and then when he heard the spoiled kid say something as egregious as that, the, the teacher knew that he couldn't just stay silent. The teacher knew that he needed to own this kid just, you know, for the kid's own sake, for the spoiled kid's sake. The teacher goes on to say, like, spoiled kid, what did you just say about Gerald's vacation? The spoiled kid's like, uh, I didn't say anything, man. And, you know, one of the classmates low-key snitched him out and was like, no, this kid, no, spoiled kid did say something. And spoiled kid's like, dude, shut up. It was very clear the spoiled kid wanted people to hear him, but I don't think it was clear that the spoiled kid actually wanted a confrontation, which is what he was getting. So sure enough, the spoiled kid's like, um, I didn't say anything, dude. You're overreacting. And that's when the teacher goes on to say, spoiled kid, can you stand up to the front of the class, please? And the spoiled kid has this shocked look on his expression. And everyone else in the class was shocked as well because what was the teacher going to ask him to do standing up in front of the entire class? Well, the teacher was about to go crazy, bro. So the teacher was like, spoiled kid, why did you make that comment about Gerald's vacation? And the spoiled kid's like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the teacher's like, spoiled kid. Why did you make those comments about Gerald's vacation? This, the teacher was not going to let the spoiled kid off the line. He's not going to let him off for this one. This time, the teacher is going in. And Gerald's a little embarrassed because like, he doesn't want everyone to know that the spoiled kid said, oh, you have, a, you have a poor person vacation. He's not trying to get everyone to hear that. But at the end of the day, he's respecting what the teacher's doing. Because the teacher goes on to say, spoiled kid, do you believe that you're entitled to such a vacation. And the spoiled kid's like, um, what? And the teacher's like, spoiled kid, what if I was to call your parents right now in front of everyone and tell them what you said? At this point, everyone in the class realized that, yo, this teacher doesn't mess around, bro. This teacher's going in hard. And the spoiled kid starts to tear up a little bit. He's like, teacher, I didn't mean to say that. I'm so sorry. But the teacher had legitimately no mercy. The teacher calls up his parents, his mom picks up, and it's on speakerphone. So she's like, hello, hello? And the teacher's like, yes, I'm just calling about your son. And she's like, oh, is my son okay? And the teacher's like, yes, but no. Your son said something to another student that is really just not acceptable. And the mom's like, oh my God, what did he say? And you know, at this point, the spoiled kid is crying in front of the entire class right now. It's super embarrassing for him. The entire class is watching him as he's getting completely wrecked by the teacher. But sure enough, the teacher goes on to say like, oh, so he was explaining, you know, the summer plans he had for this summer with everyone as I instructed him to do. But when a fellow classmate of his explained his stories or his plans for the summer, your son said that his play, like what he was doing was what a poor person would do because it was not what he was doing. 
And there was a bit of a silence on the phone because you could tell that the mom of the spoiled kid was very much taken aback by what her son said, what his son, what her son said, right? And the mom's like, I'm so sorry. Tell my son to apologize right now. I'm going to have a meeting with him when he gets back and his vacation might be looking a little bit different. Thank you for letting me know. And at this point, the spoiled kid is just having a massive meltdown in front of the entire class, and uh, everyone's just looking at him awkwardly like, okay, this is really unfortunate. And the teacher's like, all right, spoiled kid, you can sit back down. And uh, I don't know if this humiliation was a little bit too crazy. Uh, please let me know in the comment section if you think this one was too extreme or not. But at least, at least this spoiled brat was not as bad as this final one. I know it's hard to believe, but at least he wasn't as bad as this one. So anyways, this kid, this spoiled kid, everyone knew as the super rich spoiled kid, right? He had been gone from class for an entire month. This kid was on vacation to like Mykonos or the Cayman Islands or super fancy resort or just going on like a crazy expensive rich kid vacation when everyone else in class it was like the middle of winter. They were just getting there in the cold, early in the morning, getting to class, doing their work, studying their, like, I don't know, their algebra two or whatever they were taking. Everyone was working hard while the rich kid was out there partying, having a fun time, relaxing, enjoying a life that they never could. And the thing is, right, he's gone for a month and he doesn't tell anyone at the school that he's gone for a month. And at a minimum, he doesn't tell the teacher of this class that he's gone for a month. So one day, one random day, it's not a random day, it is the day before a massive exam that they're taking in this class. So the teacher is doing a review day or a, a kind of review session type day, right? And the teacher is going on to be like, all right, class, so this is like what you need to know. This is what you need to be prepared for. And all of a sudden, 10 minutes in the class, so the, it's already late if you're to come now. The spoiled kid, who's been gone for an entire month, joins the class. The entire class is pretty shocked at this point. They look over. They look at the spoiled kid with this look of shocked expression of like, you still go here? What? But sure enough, the spoiled rich kid comes in, and he's, he's like, oh, like, what's up, guys? <laughs> been a second, right? And the teacher's like, you still attend this class? What? And uh, yeah, so sure enough, the spoiled kid um, just comes in, he sits down, and pretends like nothing is happening. And so the teacher decides, okay, whatever, well, I'm just going to keep teaching class as if nothing happened either. So the, the teacher starts talking about how they have a massive exam tomorrow. And that's when the spoiled kid raises his hand, which, what's the spoiled kid doing raising his hand, bro? Like, I, I don't get that. Like, he's been gone for so long. But anyways, the spoiled kid raises his hand. And uh, sure enough, the teacher's like, yes. And the teacher says yes with a bit of like confusion because what's the, what's the spoiled kid doing raising his hand right now? And the spoiled kid's like, uh, teacher, like I clearly don't have to take this exam, right? I mean, I should get a, like a two to three week extension because I've been gone for so long. And the thing is, right, if this kid was gone for like medical leave or a family issue, or at least told the school slash teacher about this, I would have some sympathy if the teacher didn't give him a, like an extension. 
However, the spoiled kid didn't tell anyone, and the reason he was gone is because he was too busy partying and doing insanely rich kid things to take the test, or to t- or not to take the test, to be in school. And he just shows up one day, the day before the exam, expecting that he's going to get no. That's not happening. And the teacher agreed with me. It's not happening. And the teacher tells him, no, like you're taking the exam like everyone else, like tomorrow. Like you didn't tell anyone about the fact that you were gone for so long. Why do you expect an extension? And the spoiled kid looks at the teacher and is like, very funny. Now where's my extension? As if he was entitled to something. As if he deserved to get an extension just because, oh, I deserve everything. Because if I want something, I will get it which is just pretty crazy in my opinion. But anyways, the teacher holds that, like says, no, I'm not joking. You're not getting anything. And that's when the spoiled kid, who's also super entitled and thinks that he's like some massive karate expert as well for some reason, even though he is not that athletic, if we're being real, stands up, is like, you don't want this smoke, bro. Bro, whenever some like I don't know, some like sophomore in high school that's looking all dweeby and dorky says, you don't want this smoke. Like it is the most ridiculous thing. And the teacher is looking at this kid like, and says to him, did you just threaten me? Did you just threaten the the kids like, oh, you don't want the smoke, bro? That's what I'm saying. You didn't want the smoke and you're going to get it if you don't give me an extension. And the whole class is looking at this kid like, this kid cannot be serious right now. And the kid's like, dude, you don't want the smoke. You don't want the smoke. And the teacher's like, I'm not giving you an extension. You're taking the final exam like everyone else is tomorrow. And the kid's like, it's just not happening. Like, you're crazy for that. And the teacher's like, I'm the crazy one here. So the kid, the spoiled kid, gets right up in the teacher's face. And the thing is, this teacher is not some small little dainty teacher that needs protecting. The funny thing is, if anyone, the spoiled kid is the small dainty one who needs protecting. This teacher is like ex-military, ex-marines, math teacher who gets up at six in the morning and eats nails for breakfast. This teacher is not one that is meant to be messed with. But the spoiled kid apparently doesn't get the memo on this. This is because the spoiled kid is like, I'm going to give you one chance to change your mind. And the teacher is just staring him, him down as the entire class watches on. And the spoiled kid's like, you have one shot to change your mind or you're going to be in a world of pain. And the teacher says, bring it on, buddy. And there, the tension in this room, you could just cut with a knife at this point. It is this extreme. So sure enough, the spoiled kid, who believes that he is some kind of like godly entity that can destroy, who deserves everything and can destroy anyone goes to punch the teacher in the face. He thinks that the best case scenario here, the best choice for him, is to punch the teacher in his actual face. But this teacher is an absolute savage. This is an ex-military guy. You don't want to mess with him. He legitimately catches this kid's wrist mid-punch. The kid is swinging on him, and instead of, like, dodging or blocking it, he catches, he grabs onto his wrist. And this point, the entire class watches as the kid, the spoiled kid, has his wrist, like his fist, fully extended an inch away from the teacher's face. But his fist is frozen in midair because the teacher has latched on to this kid's wrist. 
And at this point, the teacher, the, 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 the kids in the class legitimately say that the teacher for a split second had this smirk on his face. He had this little smile on his face because within a split second later, the teacher gets this kid on the ground. He does some crazy like martial arts maneuver, flips the kid around and pins him on the ground and says, what do you guys get the security? So a kid in the class, you know, obviously gets up, leaves, Greg gets the security, security officer comes down. Today we get a story time of a Karen who smacks the teacher for failing her son. Yeah, some people, you know, sometimes Karens ask to talk to the manager. Sometimes Karens will stomp their feet and get mad. But in this case, the Karen actually attacked the freaking teacher because her son didn't do any of the work. Let's jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Jay. And anyways, in Jay's class, there's a kid we're gonna call the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid is your stereotypical spoiled rich kid. Everything had ever, like anything he could have wanted had been given to him. And you know, everything about him, his entire personality was the fact that he's loaded or his parents are loaded, let's just be specific. And just for example, he would, whenever like he got a new something, so like, oh, he got the new Gucci shoes or something like that. He would come into class and he would like show off to everyone how he got the new what or got the new what, you know, like the whatever, right? And also it would just be little things like that, such as like in class one day, I was like, oh, what did you guys do over vacation? And the spoiled kid went to like, I don't know, like the Mykonos Islands, which if you don't know, it's like a really popular tourist location, but it's also a really expensive one. And you can go like really, you can it costs a lot of money to go up there, right? I've never been, but it looks pretty cool. Maybe one day. But anyways, maybe if he just said, oh, I went to like Mykonos and uh, kind of left it at that, no one would really care. Or at least it, you know, it would be fine. I wouldn't call him a spoiled kid if he literally just responded to the teacher's question as anyone would respond. But he went on to be like, I went to Mykonos and I went there for an entire week and I flew over there in a private jet and I stayed in a five-star hotel and I went on a shopping spree and spent $2,000 on designer clothes and yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So this spoiled kid was, you know, this kid was just a spoiled kid, right? And uh, he also had a massive Karen mom. And this mom was literally notorious. She was known as being the biggest Karen ever even before this story in which she smacks the teacher for failing her son, right? She was known as the biggest Karen ever even before this. For example, this all had like a, a couple months ago, in the very beginning of school, it was like parents were allowed to come in to, to see their kids or whatever. And the Karen immediately rolls up in like, I don't know, super expensive car or whatever. And uh, she parks in the back. And there was parking in the front and parking in the back. And when it's finally like the time is like the, the day is over, kids are let out, they're all walking out with their parents. And this is when Jay, the subscriber, and his mom overhear yelling. And they, and they look around and they see the Karen, the spoiled kid's mom, screaming about, my car has been stolen. My car is worth $100,000 and it's been stolen. Which one of you peasants stole my car? And uh, yeah, the truth was she just forgot that she parked it in the back instead of parking it in the front. And uh, it, was, it was kind of embarrassing for everyone else but her. 
I really don't think that Karen cared because she was able to tell everyone that she drove a $100,000 car and you need to know it, right? So, uh, yeah, this mom was already known as a Karen and this kid was already known as a spoiled kid. So let's jump ahead to the actual story. So Jay is in class and this spoiled kid is failing this class. He's not doing anything. So this kid was basically failing this class. Every day he would show, well, actually, not every day he'd show up. Every day then he showed up. He showed up like a third of the time, which in college, skipping your class, you can actually still do really well. And I know kids that get like A's in their class and never show up. They only show up the days of tests and quizzes or whatever. Because the truth is, in college, sometimes it's honestly worth, I'm going to be honest, and maybe this advice will be taken the wrong way by some people, so... Understand your own levels, but sometimes teachers will try and explain subjects in an hour that it, you could have learned in a 20-minute YouTube video. And going to the class just doesn't make sense. You know, sometimes teachers are really good at their subject matter, but they're just not good at teaching. And whatever, I don't think I'd be that good at teaching. But this kid never showed up to class. In the times that he did, he was always on his phone. He never paid a single bit of attention. And whenever it was like the teacher was like, okay, hand in your homework, the kid would always be like, sorry, I'll get it to you later. Basically, the kid handed in zero homework assignments. Also, when the test came around, this kid very clearly did poorly. Um, so, I mean, Jay, the subscriber, doesn't know the result of every single test that this kid did, but he saw one of the results and the kid literally got like a 28%. Like, I think he only got 28% because he wrote his name down on a piece of paper. I don't really, like, that's probably the only reason. I don't think he got any of the other points. So one day, Jay needed to ask the teacher a question. And it was one of those questions that was more personalized, so he just knew that the teacher would have appreciated it if he asked it after class. And also Jay, who just likes a little bit of privacy, even though it wasn't a very private situation, decided that he was going to ask a question to the teacher after the class. So he decides to wait after class. And he, and he tells the teacher, hey, I have a question for you after class. And the teacher's like, okay, cool. So he asked the question. And the teacher, before class period ended, also asked Jay to stay, to be like, hey, Jay, can you stay after class for a second? Jay kind of rolls his eyes or whatever. And uh, so, uh, not Jay, sorry, the spoiled kid. This, he asked the spoiled kid to stay after class, and the spoiled kid kind of rolls his eyes, he's like, whatever, dude. But Jay asks his question, the teacher answers it, and then Jay goes back to the back of the classroom so he can pick up his, uh, his backpack, put that thing all together, and leave to go to his next class. So while he's doing that, he overhears the conversation that the spoiled kid and the teacher are having. The teacher basically explains to the spoiled kid, look, I've never failed a student before. I really only like giving out A's and B's, but there is no way that I, can't, I cannot not fail you right now. If what's going on right now continues, I'm sorry, but it's very likely that you'll fail this class. And the spoiled kid kind of like perks up a little bit because while the spoiled kid put zero effort in, he was kind of expect, expecting to get C's or whatever. And the spoiled kid's like, what? Is that because you don't like me? Is that because you don't appreciate my lifestyle? And like the teacher's like, what? No, it's very clearly defined. The class attendance is 30%. Homework is 30%. Test quizzes and other is the other 20%. Like I really can't, or 40%. I, I didn't, I, I didn't, okay. Those probably don't add up. I didn't even think about it. Just 
make those add up. I, I, I don't have that part written down. I made that up off the top of my head. So don't be like, oh, computer science major can't even add numbers together. Shut up. Anyways, um, the teacher basically explains that even being super generous in the departments, like saying he got 100% attendance when he showed up a third of the time or like giving him extra credit or whatever, he's not even close to passing the class. So the teacher basically says, look, if you show up to every class or basically every class, I'll allow one or two mistakes, right? If you basically show up to every other class, every class, and you pay attention, and it looks like you're paying attention, I will make sure that you pass even if the numbers don't add up. But if things continue as they are, it's unlikely that you'll pass. So normally, bro, in my opinion, if I was given this opportunity as the spoiled kid, basically the teacher saying, you don't even need to try. You just need to show up. You need to do the bare minimum and I will let you pass my class. That's like a golden opportunity. That is such a good opportunity that the teacher's giving this kid. This kid completely, this, he has the craziest reaction ever. Cause the kid looks offended and looks at the teacher and he's like, I'm not playing into your games. I'm not falling for that. I'm out of here, man. And the kid storms out of the class. Real quick, subscribe if you're new and you like story videos. Comment spoiled down below or comment Karen. I'm giving you two options for the secret word of the day. I'll try and heart as many of those comments as I can. Uh, obviously, leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing and let's get back and do it. So anyways, the teacher is kind of taken a little bit back because he did just offer this kid a pretty nice opportunity. In fact, Jay's like low-key. If I just had to show up and do nothing and I got like a C guaranteed, I don't know, man, it'd be tempting. But anyways, the next day comes around and the next day is where all the action really comes in. Cause Jay sits in class and the spoiled kid is nowhere to be seen. However, this is not out of the blue. And especially after the spoiled kid like stormed out of class at the very end when he's talking to the teacher, he could understand that the spoiled kid was probably like quote unquote, protesting the class or something really stupid that would make sense to the spoiled kid simply because he's a spoiled kid. So anyways, right, eventually that is not the case. The spoiled kid, in fact, does show up to class. However, the spoiled kid does not show up to class alone because the teacher is in, is in the middle of teaching when the door slams open. Normally when you're late to class, you're trying to be as like sneaky, not sneaky, that has a bit of connotations. You're trying to be as quiet and discreet and kind of just respectful when you enter in late. I know, cause you know, I can be late every once in a while. It happens, right? I come in, I'm a little bit late. Teacher's in the middle of lecture. What I'll do, I'll quietly open the door. I'll swiftly, but not drawing attention to me swiftly, make my way to the back of the classroom, sit down and just pretend like nothing happened. And most of it, that's how you're supposed to do it, right? If you're late, it's how you're supposed to do it. Spoil kid slams the door open. And so he slams it so intensely that the teacher in the class could not ignore him. He basically got all their attention like that. So everyone turns around to look at the spoil kid. And it's not just the spoil kid in the door. It is the spoil kid and his notoriously Karen mom. We're just gonna call her the Karen and him the spoil kid, just for clarification. So the spoil kid doesn't even say a word for the next interaction. 
the Karen immediately bursts into yelling. She's like, you're failing my son because you're prejudiced against him because he's rich. And the teacher is just looking at her blankly, just like, bruh, what? Like, dude, I don't know what you're saying or how you came to such a ridiculous conclusion is basically his train of thought right now, which makes sense because how did one come to such a conclusion like this? But anyways, the Karen goes on and is like, I know that the only reason you're failing my son is because you're, you're rich phobic. <laughs> and the, someone in the class, in the way back to class, like let out a, like a, a very clear laugh. And like the Karen turned around and gave him a, like a death stare, but then turned back to the teacher. And the teacher's like, ma'am, at this point, the teacher really kind of gave up any form of privacy he was going to give the spoiled kid because he's, he's being confronted in front of the entire class. So he goes on to say, ma'am, like, no disrespect, but I'm not, or like, not even no disrespect. He doesn't say that. He says, ma'am, I'm not being quote-unquote rich-phobic, whatever that's supposed to mean. Your son is failing the class because he never shows up and attendance is 30% of the grade. He has never handed in a single homework assignment, which is 30% of the grade. And I don't even want to tell you his quiz and test average, which is 40% of the grade. There is a reason why he's failing, and he's not failing because I'm quote-unquote rich-phobic. That's ridiculous. And Karen completely ignores it. It's like, my son is telling me that you hate him because, you know, when you question him on his lifestyle and... He, you know, answers your questions that you got this look on your face of being super jealous because you want to live his life because he's so cool like that. Which is like, did the Karen literally just say, my son is so cool like that, that's why you hate him and I'm failing him? Like, you really got to question, what's going on in this Karen's head? Does she have an internal monologue? Does she actually think? Or is she literally just like, look, is this spoiled kid? controlling this like this her his mom with a little antenna right is, is it like when plankton jumped into spongebob's head and replaced his brain with like plankton's plankton's device or whatever because it kind of sounds like this by the way that the karen is acting the teacher reiterates no that is not why your son is failing the class because he is you know not doing what is necessary to pass the class the teacher just says it point blank nice and easy spells it out for the Karen, one would believe that it would be, like, understood. But no, the Karen actually starts to get up in the teacher's face and is like, I'm going to give you to the count of three to change his grade from an F to an A plus or else. Which, first of all, uh, first of all, a billion things. First of all, you're going to wait, give him the count of three Dude, I swear, the only thing, the only time where you can count down and it does anything is if you're doing that, if you're saying that to, like, a four-year-old. If you tell a four-year-old you're going to count to three and they have to go to bed, then they'll go to bed. If you tell a teacher you're going to count to three to change your son's grade from an F to an A+, because you're rich-phobic AF, then no, that's not going to work. This is a fully grown adult, bro. Second of all... What do you mean, or else? I mean, we're about to see what you meant by or else, but at the same time, it's like, bro, what is the Karen going to do over here? So the teacher looks at her and says, I'm not changing the grade. I'm standing firmly on that. 
I've already told your son that if he simply attends class, I will consider not failing him. The teacher has to be a little bit careful by the way he says it, because he said it a bit more generously to the spoiled kid in private, but in public he can't be like, oh yeah, if you just show up, I'll give you a C. Because then kids would just be like just showing up, right? And the Karen says three. She literally starts the countdown. And the teacher says, look, I don't want any trouble, but I'm not changing my mind. And I've already said this, but your son, if he just attended class, would at least get it. He would not be failing. Two. The Karen responds with two. The teacher's like, I'm not changing my mind. And at this point, Jay and all the other kids in the class started to realize that something was about to go down. They could kind of feel the fight energy in the air. They could feel a little spark that was kind of starting to create itself, right? They felt that something was coming. One. The Karen... Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I just said Karen in the middle of like a burp. So that's why I came out. I was like, Karen? 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 If you want to clip that, go ahead. Um, but there's actually a clip feature on YouTube, which is kind of cool. You'll probably get more views in this video, which would be funny. But anyways, right? So sure enough, the Karen is looking at him. And the teacher is staring her down. And everybody in the class is just looking. And they're waiting. And they just want to see what is about to happen. And the Karen looks at the teacher and is like, I warned you. Boom! Smacks him across the face. It's dead silent before, before the smack. So when the Karen actually makes contact with the teacher, you can hear that smack and it reverberates around the room, right? It is the loudest smack of the century. Everyone's mouths drop. Everyone's slack-jawed. Some girl gasps. Some guy has his hand on his mouth, right? It's like, oh my God, this Karen mom legitimately just smacked our teacher across the face simply because, you know, he doesn't... Well, why did she do that? Simply because she, she's claiming that he's rich-phobic for failing her son, for never showing up, never handing in the homework, and never doing well on the tests. Like, bro. So at this point, the teacher recovers because he's so shocked by the fact that he was just smacked across the smacked across the face by this Karen mom because he was not seeing that coming right and he immediately picks up his phone he's like yeah I need you guys to come down here we got a situation puts his phone down it wasn't super clear who he called but it turns out that he called like school security all the teachers were supposed to have them on speed dial just in case there was an emergency or a student got out of hand or for some reason they were needed just in case there was a rogue Karen who entered the school, who was trying to smack people who she claimed were quote-unquote rich-phobic. That's a very common situation, apparently, and they were trained accordingly. So the, you know, the teacher is like, ma'am, like, you know you just hit me in front of all, like, the students. And she's like, yeah, and if you don't change my son's grade from an F to an A+, there's going to be more of that coming at you. And also, you're rich-phobic, and I can't stand for that. And she turns to the kid. She's like, we won't stand for any phobia, including rich phobia. Chant with me now. And uh, all the kids are just looking at her blankly. Like, bro, you did not just try and latch onto, a, uh, onto the broad social movement for justice to slap on, oh, yeah, guys, by the way, rich phobia, man. I hate it. 
guys, I'm with you. Now, help me get my son an A+, plus because he never shows up. Okay, guys? Like, bro, bro is really trying to, really trying to latch on to that. And so Jay the subscriber looks at, like, he looks at the spoiled kid. Because he was thinking, no way the spoiled kid isn't super embarrassed right now. Like, sure, he definitely wanted his mom to come and, like, get him the A+, plus, but he was probably thinking that his mom was not about to smack the teacher in front of everyone and then try and get the entire class to be on his side. He was probably thinking, oh, my mom will just come in here and be super chill or something. Just, like, get it done easily. And, like, I, Jay was like, oh, this kid must be super embarrassed. But no! This kid almost seemed super happy that his mom was making a big deal out of it. He almost seemed, like, excited that she smacked the teacher across the face for no good reason. So sure enough, the teacher is like, no, I'm not going to give you another A. I'm not going to give your son an A. I don't care if you're going to hit me more times. I will not bend my morals to comply to your tyranny. He's being a little dramatic. But I also understand he's in a very uh, unusual, to say the least, situation that we don't all find ourselves in. Or at least I hope, you know, that we don't find ourselves in, right? So sure enough, the, the Karen is like, okay, well, you asked for it. I'm going to count down to three again, and you already know what's up. So this time, the teacher was more in a fighting stance. He wasn't about to dropkick the Karen, which would be pretty hilarious, and I would be down to see it. But he was probably going to try and dodge or avoid or gently block or whatever, and the Karen's like, three! And that's when the door slams open. And these two big security guards grab the Karen by both of her arms, and she's screaming, Assault! These men are assaulting me! Somebody help! Help me! The security guards are like, we're neutralizing a threat, and the threat is you. And they literally drag her out by the arms, bro. And she is screaming and like thrashing. She's like, I'm being assaulted, and that rich-phobic teacher isn't doing anything about it. Cancel him! Destroy him! She gets dragged out the door, clicks behind her. And uh, the spoiled kid left with his mom being dragged out. The spoiled kid was not about to sit down in class after that just happened. And yeah, the spoiled kid never changed his attitude, so he ended up failing the class, which it was like the first time a kid had failed a class at this school, at this high school, in the longest time. Not saying every kid was an academic weapon or anything, but at the end of the day, the kids at least showed up, and the teachers were generous enough to be like, okay, you're showing up, you'll at least get a C. Like, I know you're failing the test, but you're doing your best, man. So yeah, moral of the story is... Guys, if the morals aren't clear, click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it.